Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Michael Greenberg-Cohen, uh, and we're talking about dealing with sensitive topics, because that, I mean, this woman definitely had to deal with a lot more uh, setbacks than a lot of other people have. That is because she is talking about sexual topics, basically, with their, how to deal with that with their spouses and teens, and having that conversation. And you can imagine how hard that can be just from being judged because you're talking about that but you have to deal with facebook and instagram youtube google probably all of these people have huge restrictions how you can talk about that in your ads on your page i mean obviously she had her page shut down and i know how that devastating that can be for people but this woman she has persevered she's pushed on and she's been tweaking her message over and over again to just finally understand how she can work around facebook and make it work for her and just how that messaging needs to be tweaked to speak to right audience and how she talks about it and you know she now has a platform where she can talk about it and she gets qualified leads because she talks in a way that attracts the right people who are ready to have this conversation so uh, like i said in the interview i was you know nervous to have this conversation because i didn't know how we would how this conversation would look basically but we managed to do it perfectly fine and there's some really good and cold nuggets inside of this conversation i really highly recommend that you have a listen because you'll probably understand that she has had to deal with a lot more than a lot of us others entrepreneurs had to deal with in the online space so there's a lot to learn here and how to deal with that so enjoy this episode okay so one quick note before we get into today's episode now we all know creating content takes time but it'll be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done by when and by who now if you want to have a stress-free launch all you have to do is sign up for my free map out your launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.kenwescar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mescar, and today I have Michal Greenberg-Cohen from Israel with me. Welcome. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And uh, we did rehearse a little bit on the name before we got on. So, you know, it's, I didn't know exactly how to pronounce it, but you helped me a little bit. So thank you for that. <laughs> My pleasure. I had some incidents because I work in the, I live now in the U.S. and I work here. Many times my name is being misspelled or mispronounced. Mm. And many times I like shy, I, I feel uncomfortable correcting people. Yeah. But um I learned to talk about it before I'm being recorded. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does help, to be honest. And just, 
you know, letting people know that this is how you pronounce my name and then you don't have to deal with the awkwardness afterwards. That's so much better. <laughs> right. But uh, today we're going to talk about, um, you know, how to deal with sensitive topics. Um, and you are very familiar with this. Um, so why don't you just start off by, you know, explaining us, um, you know, what it is that you do, uh, who you are and um, who you help. Yes, um, happy to do. So I, I'm, I do sex educator, sex education for parents, and I help mainly mothers to um, better connect with themselves, their spouses, and their teens, so that they can have more empowered and um, intimate conversation about sexual topics with their spouses and with their teenagers. Mm-hmm. I love that, and. I have to admit, you know, when you approached me, I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is the right thing to talk about, but you had a really great way of just finding the right angle for this. And like you said, you know, we're going to talk about sensitive topics because sexual ed- education is obviously a sensitive topic. So you had to go through some hurdles to both just launch it and just dealing with Facebook ads and, you know, people's uh, judgment and God knows what. But obviously that's something you managed to deal with. So I would love to just hear, um, you know, how, how do you deal with all of that in terms of, because like we talked about before we got on as well is you're for Israel. So I assumed, which is not a good thing, obviously, but I assumed that that would be talking about sexual topics would be extremely hard, but you said that us is just as bad or even worse. Uh, so why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so really, um, I actually started my way as a sex educator in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. um, I've been living here for more than 11 years. And um, one might think that, hey, like Americans, you can talk with them about everything and they're (laughs) open and they can really open to talk about sexual topics. And um, as I start um, promoting my products and putting my name out there, I realized that I need to back you know, to slow down and okay. really go on to the more conservative way when mm-hmm. I'm approaching parents. And that was kind of interesting for me to, um, to realize that actually America is very, um, you know, the, the school systems are very conservative and people are being raised here in a very conservative manner mm-hmm. unless they live in an open home. But, as a whole, as a nation, the attitude is more conservative. Yes, people are really hope to have it more open, but it's really, it's like really small steps to get to the more open culture. If I need to compare it, for example, to Europe, which mm-hmm. is actually considered a much more open space to talk about sexual topics. Hmm, interesting. And how does that look for you, uh, look like for you to try to do more in a way that you know, applies to the Americans versus Europeans. Yeah. So um, I can share with you that my story, like the way I realized that I need to change and tweak and maybe be more aware of where I'm working from and to whom I'm approaching was that I am a strong believer that we need to talk about pornography with our Mm -hmm. teenagers and with our spouses and, I originally said, hey, like, let's just say that, that I'm talking about porn and I'm, you know, let's discuss pornography. And then many parents, first of all, said, 
we like our kids it's not relevant for us so that they refuse completely to um, interact with me on that platform but I also realized that for me to advertise on social media when mm-hmm. I'm literally saying the word sex or pornography I'm actually not so so much welcome to do that <laughs> and you know one might be surprised because I was like, but I'm doing good. Like, mm-hmm. I want to help mothers. Like, I'm not talking anything bad or making anyone to do things they don't want to do. I'm actually open a conversation on something that something that can help others and parents and children. And I realized that actually, you know, we talk about America as conservative, but also social media is mm-hmm. very, very much conservative and if I'm yeah, because it's really black and white. I mean, there's no, there's no gray area there at all. Yes, and I think it's even like become more challenging because you talk to an algorithm, mm-hmm. and um, it's really hard to get someone to talk um, like a person, and you cannot even like uh, validate your account so that you won't get penalized by Facebook, right. and. Um, I can share with you that Facebook actually shut down my page because Mm -hmm. they claim that I am, um, I'm talking too much about pornography, literally. (laughs) And I had to start all over again and still choosing Facebook to Mm -hmm. run my ads, um, knowing that this platform at the end of the day might not actually keep me on the platform. They might not. Um, promote my content, but they will actually take my money. Um, but yeah. yes, I think that that was a place for me. When you, you know, when I offered you to talk, I really wanted also to put that angle because I think that many business owners that think about like you know promoting their their products, they don't have like these sensitive topics that they actually take another layer that um, I had to face. And I know that many people that work in the sex education are facing, and many of them are actually afraid of doing what I did because they don't want to be penalized by Facebook. They don't want to be shut down. And and then they choose not to do anything and just like mm-hmm. approach directly to schools. And I think we should not actually do that. I think that's like the best way to get our clients is to approach parents and to meet them where they are, which is on social media, which yep. is on Facebook and on YouTube and on Instagram. Exactly. So how did you handle being shut down? I mean, I've seen a lot of people, you know, being their accounts being shut down and it's for far less curious reasons than you have. But um, I mean, it's not that easy to open up that again, obviously. Did you have to start an entire new page or how did you go about yes. that? Yes. Uh, so I had to start a new page and I realized that I need to start a clean page. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I put like information on my old page and I actually said like, Facebook does not allow me to talk so much about porn and sex. So here's my clean page on doing so. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually learned that if I'm running ads or any content and I'm publishing, I need to count how many times I put sex or porn in that content. Right. So if I need to beat the algorithm, I need to be a little more like more sensitive than what might raise red flag for, mm-hmm. uh, for the algorithm. 
So I learned how to play with it so that um, I can just go through it. And, um, you know, I, I also want to share that many people were like, so, you know, don't use Facebook, go to Google ads, maybe, you know, run ads on YouTube. And I actually want to share that I think that when it comes to this content on, you know, sexual education, all platform will be the same. Like, mm. I don't think that Google will act differently than Facebook in that matter. Yep. And I get it. They're afraid. And it, it's, it's, it is a sensitive topic. And I Absolutely. think that for me, because I really look at my vision is to reach out to the parents and to help them. And most of them, like that's the platform they're at, then I should find the best way to actually reach out to them. Even if Facebook going to do me, you know, give me a hard time, I'm still going to find a way to, to work on that. Mm -hmm. I love the mindset that you have because I think a lot of people get extremely discouraged when they see their pages being shut down or they can't do any more ads or something like that. And they just like, oh, no, what do I do? I mean, it's all, you know, I can't do anything. But you are like the total opposite. And you just figure out, okay, well, I'll start fresh again and let's do it again and just figure out how can I just avoid being red flagged, basically. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, I I really believe that like the way to success and the, the way for like effective launches and all that is to know the data. Mm. And for me, it was really about as long as I know the data. And I, as long as I know the audience, audience I should advertise to, and now I know like how many times I need to put, I can put porn or sex and really understand how to use the platform without getting penalized mm -hmm. on it, then that's what matter. And, and everything is a learning um, option, possibility and really about like, if I will give up on Facebook, then to be honest, then I don't know how to get my audience. You know? exactly. So it's like, it was really about, you know, my audience, if I go nationwide, my audience is online and mm -hmm. that's the rules. And true, I would love the rules to be different, but that's the game I'm playing with. And if I want to succeed, then I need to find the best way in those rules to get the best results for me. Mm -hmm. And you, so basically you can use the words as, you know, sex important. You can use that in ads. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but, but it's, but, you have to, you have to count okay. how many times you use and it. How did so you like figure was, out that though? Did you, did it, was there any resource that you could figure this out or did you just have to test and figure that I out? I tested more? and then <laughs> I tested, I was rejected. Mm -hmm. So I went back and, okay, let me try something else. And, um, and then I just remove, you know, one time sex or one time porn. And I literally counted because I mm. realized that the magic will be probably when I'll figure out when I will not be rejected. Mm -hmm. So it was just a test, um, game. And once I realized that I was, I actually happily shared it with my, other sex educator um, colleagues and say, you know what? We can advertise on Facebook. We just need to know that there is like a limit to how much time or how much, you know, the time that you can use specific words. And also we need to be very careful on the image that, mm -hmm. um, that we share. I also found, which is very interesting. Actually, Facebook gives 
that information that like when you do sensitive topics, you are not allowed to advertise about pleasure. Okay. No right. matter what, they don't care. But the word pleasure or anything that implies to pleasure cannot be anywhere on your ad or so on your image or, or your landing page. It cannot. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, we can't, can't change that. But um, yes. definitely, and obviously it's not just in your space that this is a problem. I, I believe it's in health and wellness too because you can't make the promises and you can't use certain language there as well so but obviously there's probably some workarounds in that space too i would assume yes yes and i think i just i think that and i know that there are i have friends who are like in the weight like weight loss mm-hmm. and they also reports a lot of issues with facebook and i just think that when it comes to sex education to like really those sensitive topics it's even like another layer mm. that we need to be more careful. And it's, it's a more a struggle or a challenge for us compared to other business owners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I mean, it takes a lot of um, perseverance to just kind of being met with this huge wall every time and then try to get over it or around it or whatever and just get back on it again. I mean, it's amazing that you... <sighs> Just keep on pushing and keep on doing it. I love that. Yes. Um, but obviously, this is this is you know a lot of this work is on messaging for your part. Um, how did how have you evolved from kind of where you started to where you are now with the messaging? Yes, um, great question. Um, you know, I think that I learned that what you come with. If originally probably mm. not going to be where you're going to land at the end and obviously yeah <laughs> right but it's like at the beginning you know i think that when we i'm talking about myself when i just started my business i really mm. thought that i have it all figured out and that's why yeah. i can start my business and um as i went through and you know started understanding more about the business and how to get clients then i realized that it's I need to really understand who are my clients mm. and um, what do you know what they need to hear in order to come to me. And I think that this is where I actually realized that there was like a lot of conservative mothers that might not be my um, my ideal clients. And um, and then I think that also for me, one of the stages was that originally I thought, oh, I'm gonna help everyone because I, I'm a strong believer in my cause and what I want to offer. And I thought like every mother needs my, my program, every mother, I can help every mother because at the end of the day, it's really about helping um, their children. Mm. But then I realized that actually I cannot, that probably there will be, I, I don't talk like the same language in terms of my values and in terms of my approach and so, like, I needed to make peace with that, for example. Mm-hmm. And then really understanding, like, my audience and where they are and what do they need. How can I support them best, better? And I can even share with you that originally I thought about just having a like having programs to help parents how to talk about sexual topics, how to talk about porn, how to talk about LGBTQ+, how to talk about healthy relationships. But then I realized that 
it's more than that because if I, as a role model in my home, is not really showing what I'm talking about, then my children at the end of the day, I call it, they don't listen to what I say. They, they listen to what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, and, and then I realized that my support is not only about what to say or how to say, it's really about how can I support you as a mother to be, to be more like in peace or to understand even like your sexuality and your connection to what you think about porn, what you think about healthy relationship, what you think about LGBTQ+, so that that will help you to have like a more powerful and a more like real conversation with mm. your children. Right, yeah. What are, what are some of the most, uh, some of the, what's the most valuable thing that you learn with your messaging in terms of gaining that knowledge and changing your messaging? I don't know if you... Yeah. So I would say that if originally my messaging was totally completely focusing on the teenagers, Mm -hmm. then my messaging was like shifting the focus on like me, meaning like on the mothers Mm -hmm. um, more or to begin with, and only then moving it to the teenager. Right. Yeah. So going through the parents to the teenager. Right. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. And how, how did you even get on this path of deciding that this is what I want to do? Did you have some education in the back there or how did you end up here? So um, many years ago, um, so I'm currently have teenagers, boys, and um, when they were toddlers, I actually participate in a conversation with two friends, women, that they spoke about how porn influence their sex life Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like shocked and intrigued and really curious also about understanding why like how did that happen and we're talking 10 years ago and I am a great researcher and I love to learn so I opened my computer and that was when smartphone only started Mm -hmm. and I started doing my research and I realized that like the internet and the smartphone revolution actually changed the accessibility of pornography. And I remember that I was thinking about my boys that were toddlers and I'm like, actually said like, oh my God, what is the world that they're going to grow up to if no one is going to talk about like the elephant in the room? Mm-hmm. And as I was talking about it with others, I realized that I feel comfortable actually talking about it. I feel comfortable sharing about that. I feel comfortable saying those sensitive words that many people don't. And I really felt that like I have a mission to support as many parents as possible in that. And that what led me to become and to learn how to be a sex educator and to become a sex educator for parents. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and obviously you, you mentioned that, um, People are being very conservative and stuff like that. So are you targeting people who are conservative or more open? And how are the reactions on the people that you target when you kind of reach out to them? Yes. So what I'm doing is I am, for me, I am targeting people that are willing to see the word word porn on Mm -hmm. my landing page. Right, yeah, because right. if so they like, see the 
just see that they will shy away or go another way. Obviously, right? Yes, and that are willing to be open to start the conversation. So for me, that's the way to filter mm-hmm. who is like a good fit, you know, who who might like benefit from working with me, or who might, you know, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I can share with you that one of the things that some coaches told me was like, don't use the word pornography. Like don't use the word sex on your landing page or like in your message. And I actually said, I actually, I was like, but I can't because if they are not even there, they're not willing to even say, Mm -hmm. yeah, that might help me or that might benefit my children. Then I don't like, they're not for me. And I insisted. Because then you have to work through that as well and just right right or maybe like the conversation will be oh you know what but that's not gonna that's that's not relevant yeah to me and i want parents that they think oh this is relevant for me this Mm -hmm. can help me so i insisted in that and i think that it did cause like cause like the more you know the advertisement issues or you know i needed to be more careful but I actually, I believe in that. I think it's one of my values, mm-hmm. you know, now when we're talking about it, this is just one of my values that I don't believe we should hide this conversation from our children and from ourselves. And therefore, I I don't believe I should hide this conversation in my messaging and in my landing page. Yeah, uh, it's, it's incredibly good that you really stand behind that and actually use it because like you just said, you know, people recommend that you, don't use it and it's really easy to just yeah you're probably right it's gonna offend people or whatever i mean people get so easily offended in 2021 but uh you just stood your ground and decided you know what this is what i'm gonna do and i'm 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 gonna guess that you get really qualified leads when you do that as well because like you said you know they are open to having that conversation they're open to using those words and that's why they're on your page and that's why they also convert probably Yes, because they know also that I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to talk about that because sometimes I'm okay with people who are saying, I'm afraid to talk about it, but I know it can help me. So I have someone else talk about it for me, mm-hmm. right? But they're not against the idea. And I think that one of my strengths is, is the fact that let me talk it for you. Mm-hmm. Let me start the conversation for you. Let me show you it's possible so that you can also have that for yourself. Yeah. Imagine how the conversation would go if you were like, well, I'm not really comfortable <laughs> talking about the, or using these words. I mean, that would be an entirely different conversation or coaching session, whatever it is. Yes. Yes. But I think that for that, by the way, I think many of us, like the business owners, it's like that's exactly how you know your clients or your, mm-hmm. your, your leads that are good because – they they need to be willing to have the conversation that you're you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that people should take away from this conversation here is that you know your messaging is so incredibly important and just you know standing your ground and just because I think a lot of people when it comes to messaging we get um, you know so many others' opinions you know, guided towards us and that we start to kind of shift away from just being who we are supposed to be or talking about the things that we want to talk about in the way that we want to talk about. So it's kind of just get muddled, I guess, the messaging. 
But if we just, you know, stand our ground, listen to ourselves, something's going to change. And I think that's the way to do launches or marketing or whatever it is these days versus what we've been doing in the past. And you are right on track with that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so have you done any launches in terms of using this kind of language or messaging? So I, um, so my latest one was really about the conversation. And then mm-hmm. um, it's during the summer that it hit me that I need to shift the focus. And I think that, you know, just to add to what you shared, I think that the idea is to put yourself out there and to see what resonates for you and for your audience mm-hmm. so that you can change. And from every, you know, from every lunch that I did, I learned something also about myself and what resonates for me. Mm-hmm. And it's only now that I am shifting the focus to the mothers and working about the, you know, what, what is the best program I can offer the mothers so that I can also support them. And after that, support the conversation with their teenager. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's the beauty of messaging. It's, it can seem really hard and you think that you have to nail it right away, but you are living proof that, you know, if it will evolve and it will change. And like you said, you, it's only now that you have really shifted the focus and you feel like this is, this is the right thing to do with the right talking to the right audience or the right targeting. Um, yeah. All right. that. Yes. <laughs> um, so when you've launched, what have have you launched? Like, uh, is it one-on-one coaching or is it course or what have you launched? So what I really like doing is more of a group coaching because I mm-hmm. think that many times, like for parents, they think that they're alone. Yeah. I also acknowledge the fact that because it's a sensitive topic that parents actually don't want to talk the group coaching. Mm-hmm. So I do offer one-on-one, but I, I'm a strong believer on the power of a group. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like a group setting so that mothers can support one another and also don't feel that they are alone in this process. They're alone in those thoughts and the challenges they have with their teenagers. Yeah, exactly. And how has that, yeah, how has launch has gone? How, what does it look like when you launch these group coaching sessions? Yes. So currently what I am more focusing on is actually launching only to my email list Mm -hmm. because I learned that because it's a sensitive topic, people are probably less into buying a course or a training from a Facebook ad, Mm -hmm. especially on this topic, because they don't know me. They don't know what my values, they don't know what I'm going to talk about. So I'm actually putting a lot of effort on my emails and like even like my weekly emails. There are a lot of sharing so that they can know me better mm. and connect to myself and my values and my stories. So what, then when I'm launching, then there are, they know who I am and they know if that's going to be a good fit for them or not. And yeah. that's what I really put my focus in working on. Yeah, uh, it's almost like the like known trust factor is even more important to you than a lot of other people because like I said, it's a sensitive topic and not everybody's ready to open up. So they need to really like and trust you before they do that in a group setting. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's exactly when, you know, 
I look at myself as a mother, but also as a business owner. And it's probably if I'll see like a good um, advertisement for a business workshop that I might think that it will be beneficial for me, probably will be more likely to purchase it than if I saw a parenting workshop. Um, if I don't know the instructor mm-hmm. or like who they are, I will probably not buy it. And, um, and, I, and I tell that also to other people that work in the field of we need to understand that it's not, I cannot compare myself to other business owners that do B2B because many times like the conversation I need to create with my leads is different. So to make them actually trust me, know me, unlike my offers so that they will purchase. Mm-hmm. And how do you get them on your email list in the first place? Is that through Facebook ads? Yes. Or, okay. Right. And is this something that you offer them or just, you know, get on my email list? Is that? So I, you know, people like free stuff, also parents yeah. <laughs> also. And that for me, like a place to see, like if they're into my content. So mm-hmm. I had one guy that I offered about how to uh, start a conversation about pornography and then to now I have like my ads are about relationship. Mm-hmm. So uh, how to spark uh, your relationship. And so it's really about finding the audience that might be interested in my messaging and in my values. So I offer them something for free. And then that's how they've been added to my email list. Mm. Love it. And what does the future look like for you? Um. So for me, it's really about to grow my audience and to grow my influence and really support as many parents as possible in having this conversation. Um, So really, you know, just to grow, because for me, the way I see it is that every parent that I'm helping, I'm helping the future because I'm helping their children and that will have like a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And I know that, Maybe when I just started, I thought it's going to be like, you know, immediately like a huge success. I know now it's like a step by step and it takes time. But I am after like every conversation, like every good coaching that I'm having, I know that like I helped someone mm. and I made a difference. And it's the more I can grow that, like the, me- the better world we're all going to be living in. Absolutely. And I can picture myself, you know, down the line that you help other people in the same space just to kind of help them build their business because you already been through this and you learned so much so that there's so much knowledge that should be shared right there. So that's also a possibility. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I think it's like always about do I want to help the parents or do yeah. I want to help the people who helps the parents? <laughs> exactly. So I'm still, I haven't decided. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I really love this conversation. Is there anything that you would like to say that we haven't touched upon that you feel like needed to be said? Well, I just hope that people who are listening really understand that um, they need to understand like their business and their audience and what they're talking about and not be afraid to use the platform they have or as you even said, like the message they want to have to test. And I think that it's a lot about testing, 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 not be afraid to test, not be afraid to learn the data and not be afraid to try again. Beautiful. Perfect. Okay. So how can people reach out to you, connect with you, work with you? Yeah. So the best way, there are two options. One is to go to my website, askmichal.com. 
And also find me on Instagram at Ask Michal and just shoot me a DM, um, subscribe to my email list, and I'm, I'll be happy to talk. Awesome. I'll link up everything in the show notes so people have something to click on. And um, yeah, like I said, I love this conversation. It was definitely a different conversation um, that I never expected that I would have. But uh, I think we really, you know, the focus was on how you have had to deal with everything dealing with that sensitive topics i love that and i want to say thank you for coming on show and sharing that yes ken and thank you for being open to you know work with me on bringing something different and new yeah i loved it i loved it thanks so much um and thank you for everybody who's been listening today and uh, we'll catch up again next week thank you so much for listening to the oh my god i'm launching podcast now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.